You're listening to the Desperation Podcast, a generation in desperate pursuit of God. www.desperationonline.com. Isaiah chapter 40. Let's pray. Jesus, we do love you. God, we want to be your people, Lord. God, there's so much bursting within us right now that it's hard to even just pick one topic to talk about. There's so much within us that is eager to hear your voice and to see your face tonight. And Father, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would, in power and with your presence, cause us to come alive on the inside. God, we love you. And we want to be yours. And everybody shouted, amen. Yeah. Amen. When I think about where we're at right now, here, this event, all of us are, for the most part, experiencing this dynamic where we've come alive and we've experienced God and we're looking at each other and there's this sense of renewal. Maybe you're in a place where you had an incredible encounter on worship. Maybe you're in a place where you had incredible prayer time. I've I've been hearing testimonies about dreams, visions, seeing Jesus, all kinds of things. God's doing stuff in our individual lives. And one of the things I so often hear about as we leave this place is, man, I, I feel renewed, I feel restored, I feel refreshed, I feel refueled. I'm ready to go. And when we look at it, all of us know, all of us know that it's not these banners, it's not the desperation band that renewed us, it's not this building, it's not the mountains, it's not the clean air. I mean, those are good things, but those didn't renew us. It wasn't wasn't that that renewed us. Without a doubt, all of us could tangibly feel right now, I mean, compared to where you were 72 hours ago, Right now, there's a holy expectation that's burning within you. There's a hunger to know God. There's a hunger to do great exploits for the kingdom of God. And that begs us to ask the question, what has taken place that has caused us to come to that spot? What's happened? We've talked a lot about following Jesus this weekend. It's been the theme. The theme has been desperate pursuit. The theme has been overcoming. The theme has been, let's not let the fire burn out. The theme has been, let's sacrifice all and follow Jesus. Uh, John Bevere talked about, let's let the experience, the, the grace of God cause us to be transformed and to become holy people. Brent talked about being wholehearted. Ron talked about, hey, let's let the dreams that are, that are in God's heart get alive in our heart. Are we not dreamers? Let's go for it. Let's give it everything. And all of it has this, let's go out of here and be what God's called us to be. And it's interesting because over the years, I've been, I've been hanging around this kind of thing for over a decade. And, and, and most of the time what happens is you have different kinds of talks and a whole series of different talks. And then you get to the last night and you talk about when you leave. But what's been interesting to me is that from night one, it's like every session has been once we leave here. It's interesting. When Pastor Aaron was talking this afternoon and he had the different decades represented, I began to look at it. And I, be, and I began to ask the question, realistically, I want that. I I, I want to end up like Wanda Elliott on the other end. I want to end up in my 70s and I want to have a heart fully alive. 
And I began to, I just looked at that perfect picture of people representing a decade apart. Inevitably, it asked the question, how do we get there? Aaron gave some statistics, and I hope to God I'm still on his Palm Pilot. And I, you know, like, I looked at that, and I thought, okay. And kind of the first thing that goes is, let's do it. And it's this kind of epic, brave heart. Yeah, we can do it. And I think we need some of that for sure. We need some fight. But I want to talk tonight about how. How? I mean, it's cool right now when I'm 16 or 17 and I got that. Yeah. Second Corinthians 4.14 says that though we're wasting away, we're being renewed day by day. I want to talk tonight about renewal. I'm not talking about renewal while you're here for three days. I'm talking about renewal day by day. <laughs> by day. <laughs> by day. How? I mean, when you see Michael here and he's 17 years old, prays with passion. I love that. You get further along and you get to Kurt. What, 30? I'm just kidding. I think he's in his 40s. All right, you can pay me later for that, Kurt. You got Kurt right here in the middle, you know, his 40s. Got all the way to Wanda up here in her 70s. How? In fact, I'm not even, I'm not even at the place where I can just say, you know, hey, I want to make it. You know, like I want to just survive. I want to make sure that at the end I, I possess the passion that I once had at Desperation 07. I, I, if, if, if when you're 75, you possess what, you put, what you've got right now, then we've erred. Because right now is the beginning of the beginning of the beginning. And as we grow in God and as we mature in God, we have the capacity to get stronger and stronger and stronger, but how? How do we get traction? How do we gain spiritual strength when you leave here? Not the commitment to it. I'm not talking about commitment. Commitment's there. I I sense commitment in every session. Let's charge the hill, sweet. Let's charge the hill. Do it again. Charge the hill. All right, third time. Holiness, woo! Men men that fight, let's go. Overcome, Dreamers, are we not? Brent, wholehearted. And lifetime. We've got commitment. Six sessions in a row. We're all committed. We're in. We're winking at each other. Her, you in? Got it. I'm in. Her, we're there. But what a tragedy. If it's... 70 years old and we're right where we're at now. I'm not content with that. You're not content with that. I mean, imagine if it actually got stronger over time. Imagine if there was a renewal process, kind of the 2 Corinthians 4.14 idea, where we get renewed inwardly day by day. Colossians 3.10 says we're renewed in the knowledge of God. Imagine if we can be renewed by God himself. Imagine if that got stronger and stronger. 
So you're 17 and strong, 27, 37, 47, 57, 67, 77, 87, my 97, 107, you can. Imagine if it just got stronger and stronger. I'll even say louder and louder. When I was in the uh, fourth grade, my parents put David, Dana, and Dee Dee in band. They thought it'd be cute. So they bought my sister's two little flutes and they bought me a trumpet. We would stand on the fireplace and do band concerts. My parents would invite their friends over and the three little triplets would stand up there and go, and, I, and they would be, and they were horrible and I was worse. I'm as horrible. It's embarrassing. I was bad. But I did learn in fourth grade, I learned what a crescendo was. For those of you that are not band nerds like me, all the band people are like, I know what that is. You know what a crescendo is? The crescendo gets louder and louder. A crescendo is like a... It gets louder. And, and where, I wanna, where, where we want to be is not content to maintain a level of la- a loud love. We, we want it to get louder and louder and louder and louder as the years go by. And I believe it's possible. I mean, imagine you're 17 and it's ah, you're 27, it's ah, ah, ah. And then, you know, by the time you're like 87 and you're in a nursing home and there's other people all around you and inside of you is this burning love. It's just oozing. It's what Brent did. It's ah, I mean, it's big. It's loud. Your love is loud. My grandfather is upper 80s and he's been seeking Jesus since he was eight years old. He's a godly man. Today, he can barely talk anymore. And um, when you talk to him about Jesus, tears come down his eyes. He always sings old hymns that I don't even know. You know what? He's an old man. And there's been a crescendo that's been growing. And when, he, when you talk about Jesus just in his presence, tears come down. A lot of old people, bitter, mad, angry, irritated. Imagine us being like this crescendo that gets louder and louder. Or if you're a Methodist or a Nazarene or a Wesleyan person, you know, John Wesley, he talked about how when he had his experience with God at Aldersgate, his heart was strangely warmed. It's like a, it was an encounter with God that was like an inner fire, an inner burning. You know, Luke 24, when the apostles say, did not our hearts burn within us on the road to Emmaus? For some of us, it's just like this fire has been lit. Maybe it was lit when, uh, four years ago, and it's been a little gas added on the fire while you've been here. But where we want to be is, we're at 27, it's fiery, and at 37, it's brighter, and 47, it's brighter and brighter and brighter. And I'm not saying that, you know, we... Are screaming in the nursing home, you know, it's nine year olds, get shaved, devil! You know, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that there's a burning love that is within us, that when we're old and we've finished the race and we fought the good fight, that there's 
burning desire for Jesus in our heart. That we're ready to meet him. That we're about to stand before him. And Revelation 19 describes the day that it's like a great wedding and he's the bridegroom and we're the bride. How awkward if we get to that moment where we're the bride and we don't even know the bridegroom. <laughs> we want to be about, I mean, just imagine the heavenly wedding and it's we're about to, you know, spend an eternity with the one that we love and we actually know him. We love him. We see him. <laughs> My heart's been burning for years. I've been in love with you. It gets brighter and brighter. My question tonight for us is how? How? How do we do it? How? How do we get the, the traction? How do, we, how do we get the spiritual strength? Let me tell you something. This event cannot give you the strength. In fact, an encounter with God, one encounter with God here this weekend cannot give you the strength for a lifetime. Oh, it'll help. It's a nice little woohoo, little boosts. The key is in Isaiah chapter 40. Let's read it together. Verse 28. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary. And to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become faint. They will run and not grow weary. Imagine that idea. Imagine that you're down here and you're doing this journey called life. Imagine running and never getting weary. Oh, that, that's an interesting concept. They will run and not grow weary. They will not get faint. Uh-oh. That, that makes a lot of people mad when you start talking that way. You start talking about, I can follow Jesus and I can get renewed. And I can run full bore, full steam my whole life and not run out. Oh, that's going to create a little tension. You're kidding. Imagine running and I'm not, never getting weary. 100% full bore, pedal to the metal my whole life. It's possible. How? How? I mean, wouldn't it be great if the how was, well, come to a conference every year and we get a specific regiment and we do A, B, and C. We read Oswald Sanders and we utmost for his highest and we, we, we do a dance at church on Sundays and we get our little grid and we got our little formula and we're there. There's no formula. How? 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 Is it possible to be a Christian? Is it possible to run full steam? Is it possible? Yes. How? We want it to be some kind of thing that's within us, this zeal, this raw commitment that we possess. How do we make it? How do we make it for the long term? 
How do we not get crossed out of the Palm Pilot? How? It's one word. And it doesn't possess our action. <laughs> we wait. They that wait on the Lord, he'll renew their strength. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk, not grow faint. Even young men stumble. <laughs> you want to know how to make it? You want to know how to be a burning and a shining lamp in a nursing home one day? Full of the life of God? It's going to be some complex theological thing. No. It's going to be some raw commitment to something in me that I can roar. Time alone with Jesus every day. We will wait. I will wait on the Lord. When you wait on God, you sit before Him. It's a pretty humbling thing because you live in a culture that's time sensitive and they're always telling you, don't waste your time. And when you wait upon the Lord, your mind easily goes towards all the other things that you could do for yourself or for the kingdom or for your neighbor or for your family or for somebody else. And one of the most difficult things for us to do, whether you're 15 or 55, is to wait. Is to wait on the Lord sit with him, is to be with him, is to know him, is to take time out every single day and be with Jesus. The secret is written in Isaiah 40 so clear. You want strength, you want to gain spiritual strength. I'm so, I, 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 I never forget, I'll never forget being an eighth grader and Having one of my youth leaders say, David, it's nice that you're zealous. It's good. But it's going to end. Always does. You just need to know there's this thing called youthful zeal. Runs out. Didn't run out on my grandpa. Didn't run out on Brett Hancock. In fact... If you read Romans, Romans 12, 11, I think is where it says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. That's a command. Never. I'll tell you this, you walk out of here fiery for God. I don't know if it's church. I don't know if it's youth group. I don't know if it's a Bible club. You will have people that look at you and roll their eyes and write you off. Psh. Conference high. You bought the Bustamante CD, you heard the tape, you prayed the prayer, you did the thing, fine, it's going to run dry. I've been hearing that my whole life. I guarantee you, Bray Hancock, he's been hearing that his whole life. Get around 70 and 80 year olds that are full of the life of God and passion for Jesus. They've probably been hearing it their whole lives. You know Why? Because you have to fight for your heart. You, can't, you, you, can get, you can get it ignited here, but to maintain, you have to keep fighting. 
It's like a stream, and we're in a, it's like the culture's going down this direction. And in order to fight for your heart, to fight to know him, to spend time with him, it's going to take time. Ultimately, it takes money because, time, you know, if you're spending your time there, you could be making money or you could be getting more education. And so it's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you friendships. It's going to cost you real things. And it's just like this culture that's going this direction. And for you to spend time alone with God every day and wait upon the Lord and wait for him to renew your strength instead of you doing it on your own, it's like a, it's like a river that's going this way and you're just trudging up the river. And you know what? If you stop, you drift with the culture. You don't, man, I went strong for Jesus in my teen years. Now in my college years, I'm busy and I got to work two jobs just to pay for it. And I got to, you know, I, I got I to take at least 16 hours a, a, a semester in order to graduate when I want to. And so, man, well, it was, it was good then. Maybe I'll live off of yesterday's oil. Doesn't work that way. You can't just stop and stay where you're at. If you stop, the nature of the way that we live in a fallen world, we live in a culture that's telling you everything but spending time with God, you will go backwards. You'll drift. You can't stop. You can't. If you don't take ground, you will lose ground, but you're always moving. You're either a crescendo or you're a decrescendo, but you're never just a shindo. You can't just do that. You're going up or down all the time. It's the way it works. You're going to have to fight for your heart. I can give you a very practical way to have strength come day after day after day. It's nothing that you do, you wait. You sit. And man, it's hard sometimes because you want to do it in your strength and you can prove that you'll do something for the kingdom of God or you can make enough money to do something to fund some orphanage or to do something and by golly, I'll stand before God and I got to show him that I did something. But you know what? What Jesus is looking for, what he wants, is he wants people that end well. And the way that you're going to end well is that you know him. He's the provider of your strength. You go in your strength, you're hosed. You're done. They that wait on the Lord, he'll renew their strength. There's a secret. You wait. You wait on the Lord. You spend time with him every day. One of the things I've often heard is... I often have noticed that a lot, a, lot, a lot of times we place more emphasis on renewing our body. <laughs> and we confuse spiritual renewal and physical renewal. They're very different. I mean, they're massively different. If you're like, dude, I'm just, man, I just need to get renewed. My, I'm kind of distant and I just need to kind of get my heart right, feeling distant from God. You can't go, all right, what, let's see. I need to be renewed. Mm. Coke, nachos, Cinemark, renewal. Ah, uh, might renew your body. <laughs> well, actually, it might not. Might put images in your brain, doesn't renew your heart. 
Oh, man, it's good, though. I mean, double tall vanilla latte. Woo, that's quick renewal. Wow. Doesn't renew your heart, though. Red Robin Burger renews all things. Not your heart. Good things, not bad things. Oh, good things. Hanging out at the pool on a hot summer day. Drinking a Gatorade. Good day. Might renew your body, won't renew your heart. See, sometimes we confuse things and the reality is, is that you, you want to be renewed. You got to do it God's way. You got to wait on the Lord. And, and to do it any other way just doesn't work. You can, you can, you can go to a conference every weekend. You can, you can be, you can be a, a preacher. You can do a whole lot of things. You can, you can do a lot of, of effective ministry. Be distant from God and end up bankrupt. Spiritually bankrupt. You can, you, that could happen. How do we keep renewed? We do it God's way, the God-prescribed way. It's like, sometimes it's just like a logical fallacy. Like, it doesn't make sense. We, we, we say we want to go after it, but we don't do the things that he's called us to do. And he says, I, I've given you the way to get renewed. Go do it. And we're like, but I want to do it my way. It's like, it's like taking your Red Bull and going to your car and being like, dude, this stuff is awesome. Oh man, this thing keeps me going. I can, I can go for a long time on this Red Bull. Let's put this in the gas tank. Watch this. This will make my car go so fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me some more. Let's load this puppy up. Mm, 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 mm. Yep, there. Now my, uh, my Dodge Stratus is going to go fast. Watch this. That's what we do. It makes the body get a little wired, but it won't make the car work. And what we do is, we don't do the God-prescribed way. He says, wait on the Lord. Spend time with me. Know me. Be my friend. Wait on the Lord. I want to be the one that renews you, not in your own strength. It takes me in you. I want to renew you. It does take time. It takes time to get your heart renewed. It's not just reading the latest book or the latest fad. It takes time. It takes spending time with God every single day, knowing God. When you walk out of here and you go, well, I don't want to just another conference high. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you how to become a crescendo. I'll tell you how to become, go from a little tiny, tiny flicker, a little tiny light to a burning and shining lamp. Wait on the Lord and he'll renew your strength and you'll get stronger and stronger and stronger. You'll get traction. Because what happens is you start spending time with the Lord and all of a sudden the Bible goes from being boring to being like, dude, I know that verse. I sang that in a John Egan song. <laughs> That's cool. And then that verse, you mark it up and it starts to become something to you. And all of a sudden you're walking through your day and that verse comes to your mind and you're like, oh, hot, man, I know a verse. And it's two and then it's 10 and then it's 20. And then you're journaling and you're writing in it and you're getting out highlighters and you're spilling coffee in your Bible and you're like, sweet, ah, yeah, proof I've read it. And, and, and it's coming alive to you. And before long, you know, you, you're, 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 you're reading some of the notes and you're reading what different people had to say and, and, and you're praying it back to God and you're praying the scriptures and it's kind of becoming alive inside of you and you start to pray the scriptures back to God and it starts to give you language as to how to pray. And rather than when it comes to your time to pray at youth group and you're like, 
God! God! And you try to get attention just by screaming. Instead, what happens is you start to have the word of God inside of you and you're like, where did that come from? And you're like, whoa. And, and you're walking through your day and you're, you have the memory of the encounter with God and that spending time alone with Jesus thing starts to affect your heart. And before long, it's like, this CD doesn't do it for me anymore. Let's put in this worship CD because this is some of the verses that I like so much. And whoo! And all of a sudden, I'll tell you this, in time, as it goes, as you do this, as you spend time alone with God, every single day, we're renewed day by day. When it says, when it says we're wasting away, stop, Paul's talking about how, you know, our bodies are getting older. No matter what, your body's going to get older. One day you're going to die. And, but you no know, matter how old you get, you, you can come to the point where it may be that your body is old and your body doesn't work as good as it did when, it, when you were 20, but your heart is 150 billion times better than where you were there. And we want to end our lives, not when we're about to meet the creator, holding on to the passion we possessed as a youth. Oh man, we want to go out screaming. We want to go out with fire. We want to go out with our hearts strangely warmed, fire on the inside. And we got to do it in the God prescribed way. Wait on the Lord and he'll renew your strength. It's his strength, it's not yours. It's his commitment to you more than it's your commitment to him. As you wait on the Lord, he'll renew your heart. He'll renew your strength. I feel like sometimes we pay more attention to so many other things than our own heart and our own life in God and being a friend of God. I care more about our friends on MySpace than we do being a friend of God. Man, that's what matters know him walk with him Isaiah chapter 30 let me read it for you Isaiah chapter 30 verse 18 reads like this the Lord that's 30 30 yet the Lord here it is yet the Lord longs say longs the Lord longs to be gracious to you he rises to show you compassion for the Lord is a God of justice blessed are all who wait on him Blessed. Blessed. Blessed are all who wait on the Lord. He longs to rise and show you compassion. He, he desires to give you his heart. He desires to give you good gifts. And I'm not talking about the Matthew thing where when we cry out for, you know, stuff. I'm talking about he longs to give you the stuff that's in his heart to download it into your heart. It's nowhere. Suddenly it's on your laptop, like Ron said. I mean, it's the, boom, there it is. <laughs> All right, that's my generation. Mid-90s, whoop, there it is. <laughs> boom. And all of a sudden, you're like, God, you want to give me good stuff? He goes, yeah, I really like you. I thought you were mad at me. No, I like you. Really? Oh, yeah. Ha, <laughs> sweet. I am a friend of God, he calls. All of a sudden goes from being a song that we sing to a reality that we know, to what lives inside of us. You know, I have a, uh, I have a, I have a, a little boy, Dawson, and a little girl, Olivia. And um, here, I think we have a picture of them right here. Uh, my, my favorite part of the day, there, there they are. That's Dawson and that's Olivia. Yeah, and they're very little. And um, 
And so my, my favorite part of the day is when I, run, when I get home at the end of the day, uh, both of them always just kind of drop what they're doing and they just run to me, you know? Like they just, they, 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 they get so excited to see me. And, and I, I, as a dad, I, I, I kind of go crazy over those two kids. And what happens to me is that I just, I long for them to have good things. I long for them to, 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 to feel loved, to know that they're loved, to know that they're desired. And so there's lots of different ways that I try to express that. I mean, I do that by taking care of them, by helping. Well, really my wife does, but I try. And, and I, do, I do some of that. And... Um, and I do everything like get really into Lightning McQueen and Thomas the Train and, and I know all about Sally and I know about, you know, about the king. Why? Well, I, don't, I don't care about Disney's, you know, Cars video, but by nature of the fact that my little boy is really into it, I'm into it. And, 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 and the truth is, is that when we come to our father, when we come to our God, he loves, delights in you right where you're at. He enjoys you. He likes you, he loves you, and you will find a greater degree of strength and desire to spend time with him when you know that that's in his heart and that there's a blessedness, there's a, there's a one, he longs, he rises, it's in him, he longs to show you compassion. He desires it. See, most of us, we think that when we come before the Lord, that we're going to approach the throne of grace and we're going to find the ticked off God there. <laughs> Because most of the time, we measure how God will respond to us based upon how well we've done. And if we've done well, and we've got a good Christian resume. <laughs> I can enter his presence because I've been so good. Then we feel like, all right, now it's time to start. But the truth is, is that most of the time, we don't have that kind of resume. Most of the time we feel weak, we feel broken, and so we're nervous to approach the throne of grace. We're nervous to approach him because we believe in our mind that we're going to be rejected by him. You know? We know what we did yesterday. We know that we've fallen short. We know that. And so because of that, yeah, we've heard the preacher say it. We sang the song, we know that he likes us, and we've heard that. We sang, I'm amazed how you love me, but it's not in us. But if we believed it, if we knew it, we'd find that we're not measured based upon our track record, based upon our spiritual resume, but by the finished work of Jesus on the cross, we can approach the throne of grace and not find a gavel ready to smash little peewee kid that came to him. God, I'm so messed up. Oh, oh yeah. Stupid kid. Man, I'm so bugged by you. There's something in the air today, man. That we'll find a God. We'll find a God. We don't, we don't find a God that's mad. Some of you don't, you don't picture a God that's mad. Some of you picture a God that's he's just, he's just kind of annoyed by you, you know? He, he's like, oh man, here comes, here comes Johnny again. Hi, Johnny. Thanks for trying to have a quiet time. Yeah, sweet. You so annoy me. I'm so bugged by you. You just never get it right, do you? 
same problem, same sin, same lack of focus, same kid. Moses, are you tired of this cat too? (laughs) Hebrews 4.16 says, when we approach the throne of grace, we find mercy. We find mercy. When you approach the throne of grace, whether you're 17, 27, 37, 47, 57, 67, 77, 87, 97, when you approach the throne of grace, you find a God that loves you and that delights in you and that desires you and they that wait on the Lord, the knowledge of God, Colossians 3.10, it will renew you. You'll be renewed. And it's not because of you and your commitment. Oh, your commitment's good. We need more commitment. But you know what we really need a lot more of? The knowledge of a God that loves us, that desires us, that, that wants to be with us. And so I encourage you, make a plan. Don't walk out of here and just be like, I'm going to overcome. Here we go. Watch this super me, you know. But walk out of here. Yes, I'm going to be an overcomer. My story, I'm entering into the God of the ages story. I'm going to allow the good thing that God's done to cause me to be holy. I'm going to be wholehearted. And here's my plan. Sitting on my tail again. Same old Starbucks. Bible open, waiting on the Lord. Maybe for some of you, it's early in the morning. I know it's hard. I know you go to school. I know, but everybody is. It's, it's like, it's, it, your whole lifetime management is an issue, you know? And, and your whole life, you're gonna have to figure that out. And I tell you that even in your teen years, this is a great opportunity for you. So some of you, you need to just, you need to set the alarm clock, get out of bed, and when it's early in the morning, get up an hour earlier. I mean, I imagine you lay in there, God looking down from heaven, and you're dreaming. And he's going, man, I like that kid. Man, I mean, that's what I do. Last night when I got home, I went home, and I just, I just laid down next to my kid, Dawson, for a while, three years old. I just, I just, wanted, I just wanted to see him. I, just, I, lo- I like, just like to hang out with him. He didn't even know I was there. He's like out like a rock. He kind of sweats when he sleeps a little bit. It's kind of a poor genetic thing, but anyway. And... <laughs> I'll bet he's just watching you and he's watching you sleep. And, 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 and he's just looking at Jesus, you know, and Jesus is up there and like, look at that, he's getting up. Jesus is like, sweet, he's getting up. It's 5.45 in one hour. I want you to spend time with him, to know him. He never sleeps. <laughs> there you are. And he's delighting in you and he's loving you and Hour rolls by, 6.45, there you are, 16 years old, <laughs> 16 years old, beep, 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 one of the greatest tests of your life is this moment right here, <laughs> this is your moment, what most of us do, we wake up, Here's what goes in our brain. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. What? I don't have to get, don't have to get ready until 7.45. What? School? Oh. Oh, dumb God. <laughs> you know what, God? Let's just talk in bed here today. <laughs> hey. Hey. 
you know, I, 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 I love you, God. And I just... <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm convinced that there are demons and I'm convinced that 95% of them live in snooze buttons. Here's what I want you to do when you get home. You cast the demons out of your snooze button. One of the greatest things that you can do it, when you go home, you start spending time alone with God and you start getting to know him and it's going to take a little bit of a sacrifice. It's going to take getting up a little bit. That's going to take taking some time, getting to know him. But you have a God and he wants you to wait on him. He wants to be with you. And I, I tell you the secret if I, I'm, I, know, I, know, I know I'm not an old man, but I know I'll be saying the same thing when I'm an old man. But the secret of my journey thus far, they that wait upon the Lord, he'll renew their strength. I, when I was in college, there were seven different coffee shops in town. They all thought I was their regular. <laughs> Monday was Java Dave's. Tuesday was the Barnes and Noble. Wins, I mean, I had, a, I had a routine. They all thought I was their regular. And you know what it was? I didn't have a place to live. That's another story. And so I would just find these coffee shops. And you could pay, I would, you could pay, you know, like, you could buy drip coffee and you could stay there all day. Cost me seven bucks a week. And I would just sit there. Today, this day, you can ask anybody in Tag or the Mill, Furnace, my favorite, my favorite spot. I don't know if it's just kind of like the Revelation thing where it says, you know, to the layout, to the, to the church where it says, hey, you've lost your first love. Do what you did at first. I don't know if that's why I love coffee shops, but for me, that's my sanctuary. I just, I, I dig it. That's, that's, for me, there's some mixture of Bible, caffeine, and people everywhere, and iTunes, worship going, and, you know, John Egan singing, I am free, and it's just, and that's my spot. And that, 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 that's what works for me. I don't know what works for you, but find something that does. Find your, your space, your place. When you leave here, I, I want you to have a practical plan in place so that we don't come here and scream and get really wet in tent city and not sleep very much and go for God for a few days. Man, I hope that one day when we stand before God that there is a whole army of people that were in Colorado Springs in 2007 and got filled with the life of God and that it mattered. And I'm telling you, this is the best plan I know. They that wait upon the Lord, he'll renew their strength. Wait on God. Wait on Jesus. Spend time with them. Walk with them. Sometimes I, 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 I just think that, look at verse 28 where it says, he will never grow weary. That's good news. Can you imagine? He, he never gets tired of you. He never gets sick of you. He, he's the God. He never gets weird. The seraphims can fall down a billion years backwards, a billion years in the future, crying holy. He's not like Bruce Almighty that gets annoyed by all the prayers because he's like, oh, I'm tired. Ah, a zillion. No, he's the God that every prayer he hears, every action that you do, he watches. Every time you approach him, you find mercy. You find grace. If you said yes to the finished work of Jesus, you're good. He never gets weary of you. You can't wear him out. You can't. 
You can't get him, you can't, he, he doesn't get tired. I want to tell you something. If you'll start spending time alone with God like this, I mean, and, and eating the scriptures, literally, no. Figure out your deal. Maybe your deal is orange juice, bacon, ham, and sausage. That's it. And sitting on your porch. Maybe you live in Montana and it's inside. Maybe you do. All right. Maybe you live in Texas and it's hot. <laughs> Maybe you live in Colorado and it's just perfect. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what your deal is. I don't know what works for you, but find something that works for you. We don't want to stand before God one day and say, hey, I, I just didn't quite get in the groove. I, I couldn't quite find it. No, find your time. Find your place. Make it your sanctuary every day. Every day. Everybody say every day. Listen, I think the most prophetic song that's been written in the last five years is this. I will read my Bible and pray. I will follow you every day, all day. That is a great song. The problem is, is that we usually just sing it. We really do. We really just sing it. Oh, they I'll read my Bible. I, there's a really low percentage of kids that are spending time alone with God, reading their Bible and praying every day. But that is the secret to success. Yeah. Christians don't tell lies. They sing them. There's a whole new world. There's a whole new world available if you'll go for it. You know, this movie that came out in this... We know it as a movie. Our parents and smart people know it as a book, Narnia. And, uh, you know, Lucy, she opens up the wardrobe and she goes into a whole new world. Like it's kind of dark and, you know, all of a sudden she goes into a world that's full of excitement and adventure. Can I be honest with you? I'm, I'm talking specifically about a, a devotional life in God. I believe that we sometimes, as Christians, we pray a prayer, we believe that we're saved in the vault of heaven, thus we have very little interior life in God, and we just kind of marinate, you know, my, my soul, it's locked up in the vault, now let's just marinate and wait to die. Sometimes we have a vision for ministry or we have a vision for compassionate ministry or doing something. But I want to tell you, if you want a heart that's fully alive, get a specific vision to go deep in God, to know him. It's like the wardrobe entering in and all of a sudden there's a whole new world. And all of a sudden you're praying. I mean, we were sitting back here in the green room and, uh, and one of the, Brother Britt, the missionary, he started talking. And he was talking about things in, in terms of the Holy Spirit. And you can watch people and they're like... He lives in another world. There's a level of encounter that's available that I know very little of. I am small, I am small, but he is very tall, you know. <laughs> Whoa. There's a whole new world. And it's going to cost you your time. It's going to cost you real time. But it's how you're renewed. And what's going to happen is, is you're going to, some of you can't do the morning thing. And you're going to just accept demons in your alarm clock. You're going to rebuke them for about a month. And then you're just going to be like, I, I can't do it. So you're going to go to the night. And you're going to be like, I'm going to spend time with Jesus at night. And, but here's what happens when you do night. When you do night, what you run into, when you do morning, you lose sleep. That's just it. I mean, morning, it's just, uh, it, sometimes it depends on when you go to bed, but it's a measure of sleep. 
When you do night, you run into other activities. So you got to decide. You either have to be someone that either A, gets a little less sleep or goes to bed a little earlier, or B, if you're willing to sacrifice a few activities. It's just the way that it is. And what's going to happen is it's going to be like this experience where you step into another world and your heart that had had genuine passion for God goes to a different level and it gets a little bit louder. And because it's a little bit louder, it affects the way you spend your time in the evenings. And, and you, you, you start off doing 20, 30 minutes and all of a sudden 20, 30 minutes, it just doesn't do it for you like it used to. I mean, 20, 30 minutes used to just kind of like, whoa, I'm like a major Christian. And then it's like, I, I really, I, not only am I liking uh, the Psalms, but I, I, I want to get this in me for tomorrow. I want to try to memorize a couple verses and all of a sudden that takes a little bit of time. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, your, your friend is like, dude, I read this book and it was really awesome. And you're like, ooh, reading Christian books for fun. Reading for fun. No comprende. <laughs> Never been there. But all of a sudden you're like, yeah, but man, I really, I, I want to know that. And I'm going to have to struggle by reading optional reading. It's painful. <laughs> give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give, 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 give it to me. You take their book and. But before long, what starts to happen, I'm just telling you, I've seen this in the furnace. I know how it works. You, you start to have such a hunger, godly stealing enters your world. Because you're so ferociously hungry, you start to see other people in prayer meetings and other people that are loving God and other people in the youth group, and they're over there, and they're re- and there's something's like majorly coming alive for them, and you're like, oh, I want that. And so the way that you start it, here's how you start holy stealing. I've been doing this for 12 years, I know. You ask to borrow it when they're done. Can I borrow it? And then you just, thank you. I got a confession to make, friends. I have every intention to give back all the books that I've stolen. But if you go to my bookshelf, there are so many different pastors' names written in those books. I have stolen so many books. But here's how I'm redeemed. I know I am. Because I've had so many books stolen from me. I have furnace kids that have stolen so many books. My brother alone has stolen so many books from me. It's amazing. But what starts to happen is you start to read the verses and you start to take the books and you start. And and then people are like, hey, Kara. That's a relevant name. Better than Susie. (laughs) All right. Hey, hey, Kara. Hey, Kara, we're all going to go to the movies tonight. You know, the Transformers movie is on. Um, Then we're going to go to Red Robin afterwards. It's going to be a phenomenal night. And Kara goes, dude, I'm way into the Transformers from the 80s. That just, that sounds cool. And, you know, I love Red Robin. And, I mean, that's, mm, give me the bonsai burr. I love it. And, but, um, you know what, guys? I'm going to have to pass up this time. I, I, you guys have a great time. It's just kind of... Don't worry about it. You guys go have a good time. And then she gets home and pulls out the stolen book. <laughs> Back to Ephesians chapter 3. And oh, that you would know the love of God to the fullness of God. God, do that in me. God, you said that I could know the love of God to the fullness. Jesus, I'm not even there, but I got. I got an hour and a half and 
I'm going to read this book and let me pray that back. And yow, and Ephesians 3 causes you to kind of get into Ephesians 4. And you're like, whoa. Ephesians 4 causes you get into Ephesians 5. And you're like, two, three chapters in one night. This is a record. And you're like, man, you read Ephesians 5 and it's like, you get, don't get drunk on wine, but drunk on the spirit. And you're like, what on earth is that about? And then you're like, starting to, go keep a song in my heart, a, a real song. God, how does that work? And you start singing little songs to God during the day. You're like walking through the day and you're like happy and smiling. And you're like, <laughs> people are like, what's with you? And you're like, oh, nothing. What? What's wrong with you? Like, oh, I love you, God. Instead of putting on the radio, you know, the sooner you, as soon as you get in the car, or, or putting, you know, the secular music or something else in, there's just something inside, just goes, let's just turn it off, and let's just pray on the way to school today, or it's just, I just, ooh, that Ephesians 5 thing was kind of hot, it's, man, I like that, it's song in my heart, got a hymn and a spiritual song, and I said, ooh, I don't even know how that works, but and it starts to get living and active, and Tuesday night, you're like, all right, they call up. Kara, what's up, girl? <laughs> you not believe this, but so-and-so's in town because it's summer break, and we're going to go out tonight. We're like, gonna, it's going to be awesome tonight. Bowling and chilies, girl. Let's go. <laughs> and you're like, oh, so-and-so. Man, I, I love that guy. He's so cool. And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, you know what? Not tonight. And What are you doing? Well, just... It's going to sound a little weird to you, but God started to do this new thing in my heart, and I think I'm just going to take a little time and I just, okay, I'm kind of getting into Ephesians. <laughs> Squeeze me? What? Yeah, 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 don't worry about it. You guys have a great time. And they're like, okay, see you later. And they're going, oh man, what's going on with her? You get back and you're, go back to Ephesians 5. Oh, <laughs> God, do that song thing in my heart again. Oh, God, I walked through that today. I was praying that scripture all day today. And man, when my teacher was screaming at me and I was starting to get so mad, I just that, I keep a song in your heart. Don't get drunk on wine, but feel the spirit. I was just like, oh, huh. And so, and give me, let me read that book. And oh, that chapter is good. And man, man, that. I heard on this podcast, that guy talking about this other book. Oh, man, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy a book. Oh. But you know what? I got some Red Robin and some chilies and some bowling money that I didn't spend. I didn't see the Transformers. I'm going to invest those dollars. I'm going to buy a book, but they're only 83 cents on Amazon. So sweet because they're old Christian books and nobody wants them anymore. So they're mine. And... And I got a little library started. I got all these highlighters and I'm, my heart's coming alive. And I'm starting to wait on the Lord and the very things that used to burn me out, the very things that used to cause me to get frustrated, now I deem them as spiritual successes because in that moment, rather than getting mad or irritated at those people, I kept the spirit of God in me. And when I acted like Jesus in that moment, Jesus was like alive in me and I was the very acts of Christ in that moment. When I was in the acts of Christ in that moment, I felt God smile. And when the very things that used to cause me to burn out caused me to 
become a crescendo and get louder and get louder and get louder. It's, it's coming alive in me. It's Wednesday night, youth group. Go to youth group. Closing your eyes during worship, people are like texting you, hey, Johnny's hot, he's been doing push-ups, you should date him, you know? <laughs> you're like, there's, there's people are trying to talk to you and you're just, all of a sudden, the songs that used to just be singing some songs in youth group while, you know, the guy on the guitar was trying to sing, and you're like, oh, <laughs> I wish we had somebody better. That's what it used to be. And now you're like listening to the words of the song and you're asking the Holy Spirit to do something inside of you. And all of a sudden, he's like singing. He's singing your verse. Hey, you can't sing my verse. And all of a sudden, he's like singing about the love of God. And you're like, that's my Ephesians 3. That's my Monday night verse. And and then all of a sudden, it's like the Holy Spirit saying, hey, I want you to get that. I want you to get the love of God thing. And you're like, you were talking to me about Monday night, and now it's Wednesday night. This fellowship with the Holy Spirit thing is real, and God, you're talking to me. And, and all of a sudden, the off-key worship leader that used to drive you insane, all of a sudden, you're like, keep it coming, keep it coming, keep it coming, keep it coming. And all of the people are like, they're like texting you, and you're like, just leave me alone. Just stop. For just, I'm just, and you're locked in on God and you're, you're worshiping and your heart is getting renewed day by day. And it's Thursday night. And now it's creating a little tension. All of a sudden your social life's a little messed up. Now it's not just cute for you to be gone. Now it's like people are like, dude, what's with you? Hey, Kara! Tonight it's really happening. Put, put, yeah! Kara's like, oh, put, put, that's my favorite thing. I mean, I love put, put, like I love bonsai burgers. I just love put, put. Come on, come on, let's go. You're, you, you know, Kara, you're like out of all of the people in our group, you're the best put, putter around. This is your thing. Come on. All right. Whoa. I know this is going to sound nuts, guys. But not tonight. Not tonight. And all of a sudden, there's going to be some resistance. You start doing this. Kara! Monday night. Fine. You skipped a night. Tuesday night, two nights in a row. Wednesday night. Girl, we had like major conversation going on during worship and you were like way locked in. Do you have a crush on the worship leader or something? I mean, all of a sudden, like you like worship now. And like, I don't get it. And uh, come on, just this once. It's Thursday night. Let's go. Come on, let's go. Come on, Kara. What's God? God won't mind. This thing. God won't mind. Well, you, you think I'm, I'm doing this because I have to? You think I'm doing this out of some religious obligation? Oh, wait a minute. No, no, guys, 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 guys. It's, it's not about God minding. It's not about me doing this because I'm a religious person now. No, I have this relationship with God. It's not about God minding. I mind. I'm in love with the God of the ages, and this is the thing that caused my heart to come alive. 
this is who he is. This love is real and it's growing in my heart as I spend time with him and as I know him. Oh, no, 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 you don't get it. I, I love you guys and you can go do that thing. It's not about God minding. No, no, it's about I mind. I'm lovesick. I've experienced him. I know him. You wouldn't believe this, but in a week, Ephesians has come alive for me and I'm buying books and it's just weird. I, I'm in love with a man and his name's Jesus. It's Seventeen, twenty-seven, thirty-seven. I mean, if that—if we could make a little progression in a week, what could we do in fifty-two weeks? What could we do? That's a year for you guys. The girls got that. It, what could we do in five years? What could, ten years? What about this? You know, David in Psalm seventy-one. He's an old man. He says, "God, I've sought you since the days of my youth." You imagine being in the nursing home. Your old man, old woman. And you have forgone the pleasures of the planet. Not just the sins. I'm, not, I'm just talking about just normal, chill out, hang out life. That's just, hey, eat, drink, and be merry. And let's put a slap the label Christian on our back. And do a couple good, good things for some people. And pray a prayer. Get our, our soul locked in the vault of heaven. And... No, but instead, over the years, my heart's gotten stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's wasn't this, this commitment to a religious thing. It was, I fell in love with the one who loved me first. I fell in love with the one who loved me so much that he sent his son to die on a cross for me. I love the one that loved me first. My life is growing and expanding and love for God. And I didn't even know how, it, how I just started spending time and all of a sudden I started to love him with all my heart all my soul, all my mind, all my strength. And somehow in that whole process, I started accidentally, because I was so consumed with God, I started giving up the little things that used to trip me up. I wasn't even trying to stop texting the crazy girls. I just got bugged by them because I wanted to know God. And I used to have such a time management problem, but now I just don't want to be with him. And all. I, 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 I accidentally went through high school without making out with any boys because I was so busy with the God of the ages telling me how much he loves me and I want to be with him. And... It's not a dream, it's possible. It's possible. What's it gonna take? It's gonna take time. Time. It does take time. They that wait upon the Lord, he'll renew their strength. It's a real thing. It really happens. It's not just a random verse out of the Old Testament that we sing about. There comes out a new song every couple years with that verse in it. Oh, no, 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 no. It is a reality. And Jesus says, if you'll put that into practice, you'll find your heart strangely renewed. You'll find me working inside of you, the Holy Spirit, the God of the ages. And though outwardly we're getting older and older and older, though outwardly we're deteriorating, inwardly we're being renewed day by day, by day, by day. Will you stand with me? I'd like us just to take some time and wait on the Lord for a minute. Every single one of you that says, I'm going to, by the grace of God, begin a journey. I want to be a person that spends time with Jesus. Not theoretically, 
I'm gonna, I want to spend time alone with God. I'm not going to come to the end of my life and not know my bridegroom. I'm not going to come to the end of my life and not know my heavenly father. I'm not going to come to the end of my life and not know my king. I'm going to come to the end of my life and I'm going to know him. I'm going to know him. Man, whatever was to my gain in high school, whatever I considered a success, football and cheerleading and German club, I, I, vice president, German club right there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever was to my gain, I consider loss. What? Compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing, say no, of knowing Christ Jesus. I'm going to know him. I'm going to get this resolution. I must know him. You're going to walk out of here. I'm gonna, you're going to say, I'm going to commit. I'm going on a journey. I'm going to spend time with Jesus. I want you to fill up here the hallways. I want you to get on your knees with me. And let's just get on, on our knees and we're going to wait on the Lord for a minute. And I believe the Holy Spirit's going to speak to some of you. Many of you. If, you're not, if, 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 if you would prefer to just get and make your chair an altar and just turn around and bow at your chair, you can do that. But we're going to wait on the Lord for a minute. Those that wait upon the Lord, he'll renew their strength. He will renew your strength if you'll wait on him. I just want you to pray. Just, it's no complicated prayers. Just say, come Jesus. Come be in me. I want to get lost in God. I want a heart fully alive. I want to enter into a whole nother world. I want to go through the wardrobe and end up in an interior life in God that I never knew was possible. I want the scriptures to come alive to me. I want worship to ooze out of me. I want my thoughts to be set on Jesus. I want God to be my favorite conversation. I want to be renewed by you every day. You are my strength. I commit Commit to pursue renewal in the right way. I will wait. It's not my effort. It's not my strength. It's your strength. It's you, Christ in me, my hope. Christ in me. I will wait. God, when I leave here and I face obstacles like sleep or activities that I have to give up, God, tonight I just say, find me wanting you. Find me willing. I'm going to miss some days, but overall my heart is to get there. I, 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 I want, I want to find my strength in God, not in my talent, not in my ACT score.
not in my appearance, not in my boyfriend, not in my girlfriend, not in my parents even, not in my education, not in my intelligence, not in my hobbies. I want to find it in you, God. I want to, I want to be renewed by, by you. I don't want to end up 70 years from now. Have my love just kind of be loud. Oh, I want a love that's so loud that's grown over the years. I want to go through my 20s, and I want to go through college, and I'm going to go through college, and I'm going to be sneaking off to be alone with God. I'm going to be avoiding fraternities that would cause me to stumble so I can take time alone with you. Oh God, I want to do my 20s right. I want to fight for my time with you. I want an interior life that's full of reality and not theory. It's full of experiencing Jesus. I will wait. Oh, I will wait. I want to go through my 30s. I want to know you. I don't want the bills, the kids, to keep me from a life in God that's real and alive. I don't want to ever have you look at me and say, you've forsaken your first love. Man, no. I want to stand before you and I want my love to get louder and louder and louder. God, when I'm in my 40s, I don't want my career to weigh on me so much that I divorce a life in God. Oh, I don't want it. I don't want to be in my 50s and be so consumed with retirement that I don't wait upon the Lord. God, I want to enter my 60s and be full of Jesus. Be oozing spirit of God. I want to go into my 70s and have a song in my heart. I want to go into my 80s and my 90s and be about to meet you. And I want to have known you. I want a life that's a crescendo. I will wait. I will wait. I'll do it, God. I'll do it. Nothing can stop me. I got time. I got time when I'm getting my education. I got time when I'm working a job. If they throw me in prison, I got time. If I'm doing, whatever I do in life, the one thing I got is I've got time. I I don't know that I'll have money. I don't know that I'll have great relationships. I I, I don't know, but I know right now I I do have time. I'll give you, I'll give you God. I'll be with you. I will wait. I will wait on God. I will wait. I don't have to do anything. I just sit here and pray. It doesn't take any intelligence to do it. It doesn't take any money to do it. It doesn't take great successes or great grades it just takes me and you I will wait on you you will be the restorer of my heart you will be my strength I'm going to be a a person that waits on God I'm going to have my heart come alive day by day while others around me have their hearts growing colder and colder and more towards lust, more towards money, more towards fame. No, 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 no. My heart's going to get hotter and hotter and hotter and more in love and 
I'm going to come to the end of my life and tears are going to enter my eyes when I just think about you. I'm going to have beheld you. I'm going to have seen you. I'm going to have waited on you. I, I, I will wait. I will wait. said yes to the cross, yes to Jesus. As you wait on the Lord right now, the Holy Spirit just says, yes. Accept it. To those of you that are repentant in your heart right now and you're approaching Jesus, maybe even for the first time, and you're saying, I want you, God. He says, yes. Find mercy. Every time you come near, Every time you come near, you don't find me rejecting you. Every time you find me accepting you. Approach the throne of grace, you will find mercy. He's the God of mercy. Some of you are in doubt right now. You're not sure that God is accepting you because you know you're measuring yourself based upon your accomplishment, but he's measuring you based upon his love. What he did for you, you're accepted. You're redeemed. You're loved. You're his. He loves you. Don't stop. Keep coming. You're the beloved. You're desired. He sees you clean, not dirty, because he measures you based upon Jesus. You haven't gone too far. You haven't done too much. You haven't messed up too much. You haven't sinned too often. Why? How deep is the love for you?
You've just heard one of the speakers from Desperation, a ministry of New Life Church in Colorado Springs. For more information on becoming a Desperation intern, attending one of our conferences, or joining the Desperation National Network for local churches, visit us at desperationonline.com.